give you all a very warm welcome to the annual Santee sing-along. We all find it hard to believe that just six years ago, a few of us sat down and we thought we would just like a sing-song round the piano. And a good brother, John Strachan, who's gone home to be with the Lord, he had a bigger vision. And he said, you know, why don't we have a Santee sing-along and we'll invite everyone to come. Well, I know myself, I said, well, I wonder how many we'll get. We'll be fortunate if we get 50. You know, last year we had 200. Tonight, I'm not at the door, but I know there was well over 200 members put out with one downstairs for more. The hall's full. We're glad to see you, and we give you a very warm welcome. <coughs> not only is it great to come along and sing God's praises here, but you know, the tapes that are recorded, they are not only heard here, but they are heard all over the world. And it's great to think that the praises to the Lord that come from Tory here is heard all over the world. At this point, this would be the commercial. Gordon is sitting here, he has got tapes, not only of the nights, but of the past sing-alongs he has. If you would like a tape, you go and see Gordon and he'll record your name along with the fee of two pounds. But also there's another tape, if you remember, some of you will remember, we had Archie Carew here a year ago for a gospel campaign. Well, we've taken an extract of all the hymns that we sung there, and they're on a tape. I have one at home and thoroughly enjoy it. It's nice to put in the car and play along. It was played as you were all coming in. If you would like that tape, again, see our good friend Gordon for it. Again, it's priced two pounds. But you know, this is not only a sing-along. This is something else It's special. As some of you know, the hall needed major renovations. The foundations at the back corner uh, was caving in. But you're all right, folks. It's all been sorted, so you don't have to worry. Tonight is a good test for it, the amount of people we have. But you know, it cost quite a few thousand pounds, which is something we in Torrey didn't have. But we had someone who was able and is able to supply all our needs. You know, in Philippians, in chapter 4 and verse 19, it says this, But my God shall supply not just some of your needs, but my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. And we in Torrey here have proved that when we go down on our knees and ask God to supply our need, he has supplied it fully. And as you can see, the hall is reinstated, the foundations are made safe, the hall's been redecorated, <coughs> and it's into the state it is now, and it's nice to see it the way it is. At this point, I would like, we in Torrey would like to thank everyone who supported us by their money and by their time and putting the hall back together. You know, it isn't just for us, but it was for the Lord. And we pray now that the hall, while it is back like this, that we'll see folks who are still lost in their sin coming in and knowing the joy and the peace that we have in the Lord Jesus. You know, I was thinking about this over the last fortnight, and this, this verse has always came to me in Psalm 105 and Psalm 104. Give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. Sing unto him. Sing psalms unto him. Talk ye of all his wondrous works. 
Glory ye in his holy name. Let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face evermore. Remember his marvelous works that he hath done. I will sing unto the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praise to my God while I have my being. My meditation of him shall be sweet, and I will be glad in the Lord. You know, I can say that I'm glad in the Lord. Why? Because I know that my sins are forgiven, and that I'm bound for heaven. And there's one thing I do enjoy, and that's to sing God's praises. That's the welcome over, and we're now going to go on to our program, which I'll go through as we go along, but we are going to start with him. 203. 203. All hail the power of Jesus' name. Let angels prostrate fall. Bring forth the royal diadem and crown him Lord of all. That's great to be able to crown the Lord, Lord of all. And while this one, we'll stand to sing the first one. 203.
that was good, good singing. Now we've got our good brother, Mr. Alec Cato, with us tonight. I'm glad to say he's going to come up and he's going to ask God's blessing on our service tonight. Come away, Alec. Shall we all pray? Blessed God, our Father, in the precious name of your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, we come into thy holy presence this evening, thanking thee for so many who have gathered in our hall for the first time for many months for the restoration of uh, the foundation that has been put right. We thank you to our Father again for all those who have worked to have the hall in such good condition as we see it this evening. But apart from all that, our God, we praise thee for the number who have come along for the interest in this Sankey sing-along. We pray, our God, that you'll look down upon us this evening and bless every one present. We thank you, our Father, from, for the different places from which they have gathered, and we pray that not one will leave this place tonight except they have known of the blessing of the Lord that maketh rich and addeth no sorrow with it. We pray particularly for our dear brother Robert Walker, who will open your precious word and speak from it. And we pray, our God, that our hearts might be touched as thy precious word is read and as the message is given. But we pray, our God, that you'll bless all who will be taking part tonight. Grant that they all may be under thy control and know the joy and the blessing of the Lord as they take part. Stand among us now in your risen power, we humbly pray, and uh, we ask for a gracious blessing to be our portion. Hear our cry. We present our petitions now to thee in the holy and precious name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Next hymn is 245. 245. I would like at this point also to welcome North Sound along with us tonight. They haven't long arrived. They've been in the Lord's business, but we're glad to see them tonight and hope that they enjoy the service this evening. 245, and again, we'll just keep our seats this time while we sing. 245.
good singing. It's really good to be up here and hear everyone singing praises to the Lord. Our next one, 243. This one is a special favorite of mine. 243. Oh, for a thousand tongues to sing, my great Redeemer's praise, the glories of my God and King, the triumphs of his grace. The last verse, he breaks the power of cancelled sin. He sets the prisoner free. His blood can make the foulest clean. His blood avails for me. 243. I think we should stand for this one. This is not one that you can sit to sing. 243 and we'll stand to sing it.
Hey man, that was great to hear. Uh, of course, there's no one better to sing about than our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, we're going to give your voices a rest and my voice a rest. Now we've got four young ladies here in the fellowship here. Alison, Claire, Ruth and Sharon. And they're going to come up and they're going to sing a piece to us. Come away, young Jesus Christ. Well, we're going to give your voices a rest and my voice a rest. Now we've got four young ladies here in the fellowship here. Alison, Claire, Ruth and Sharon. And they're going to come up and they're going to sing a piece to us. Come away, young ladies.
Praise the Lord. 
That was great. I really enjoyed it. You know, they all look really well tonight. But if you'd been here, oh, probably a month ago, you'd have seen them dress slightly different. Have you ever seen these four lovely ladies that are hiding their face now? They had on lovely overalls, and they were covered in paint, and they had a roller in one hand, and they were on a scaffold, and they were rolling paint. We were going to call them a name tonight. I won't give it off of the platform. But if you want to ask later, I'll tell you what they were called. But you know, tonight they were singing praises to the Lord. How is it that they can sing praises to the Lord? Well, one reason, that they know the Savior. They know the Lord Jesus as their own and personal Savior. The next hymn tonight is 873. 873. This is wonderful, this. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation, purchase of God, born of his spirit, washed in his blood. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. 873. When we come to the chorus for the last time, if you try and watch me and I'll be watching Gordon, we'll slow it down and we'll see if we get it right. 873, blessed assurance.
we nearly got it, Gordon. <laughs> no, there's next year we'll have practice for it. Now, we're glad tonight to have our good brother, Mr. Robert Walker. You know, in Torrey here, we seem to think if there's a special occasion, who can we turn to but our good brother, Robert? And we're glad tonight that he's come along and he's going to give a short message. But first of all, he's going to give us his reading tonight. Robert, we are really glad to have you. Thank you, John. The reading tonight is from Psalm 98. O sing unto the Lord a new song, for he hath done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm hath gotten him the victory. The Lord hath made known his salvation. His righteousness hath he openly showed in the sight of the heathen. He hath remembered his mercy and his truth toward the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all the earth. Make a loud noise and rejoice and sing praise. Sing unto the Lord with the harp, with the harp and the voice of a psalm. With trumpets and sound of cornet, make a joyful noise before the Lord, the King. Let the sea roar and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. Let the floods clap their hands, let the hills be joyful together before the Lord. For he cometh to judge the earth. With righteousness shall he judge the world and the people with equity. Oh, sing unto the Lord a new song. You know, the next hymn tells us something special. 319. 319. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. You notice it's not just something, but it's everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. 319. And I think we'll stand this time while we sing. 319.
<coughs> and now we have our message from our good brother, Robert. Very much. The only thing I have not been told is how long to speak. When two of the servants of God were in prison in a place called Philippi in, in Greece, and uh, at midnight they prayed and sang praises to God, and we read that the prisoners heard them. So their, their praise, you see, sounded out to the Lord himself, and others were blessed because of that. We have much to sing about. And in the course of our singing, we are referring, of course, to the tremendous uh, truths and doctrines of the gospel of the grace of God. I'm always intrigued when I turn to this book, the Sankey's Sacred Songs and Solos, and discover that there are 1,200 hymns in our edition that we use at the present time, and to realize that they are all based upon the truths of the Word of God. This book was inaugurated at a time of great blessing in last century, when the good news of God's salvation was being told out throughout our land. And accompanying the preaching of the gospel, there was the singing of it, and in order to that end, a man called Ira D. Sankey uh, was utilized by God in making these hymns so popular. They weren't all composed by him or his confederates or colleagues, but they were got together and brought together and used in a particular way at that time. And that's really the message that I want to emphasize tonight. The uh, songs that we are singing tonight from the sacred songs and solos are based, as I say, on the old-fashioned gospel of the grace of God. If you were to glance down the index to subjects in some of the issues of this Sankey's book, uh, you would find that we have, first of all, a section on God the Father. And uh, included in that section is one hymn that possibly you're missing tonight. You thought we might have, To God be the glory, great things he hath done. But we can't have all the hymns, you see. 1,200 would take us till you know when. But we have, first of all, God the Father. And then we have a section on God the Son, his birth, his life and love, his names and titles, his humiliation, resurrection, and glory, his second coming. And then the third, God the Holy Spirit, his office and work. So you see, it makes a very good start, doesn't it, the Sankey book. And then it goes on to public worship, the praise of the Lord, songs of praise, the word of God, the Lord's day, the Lord's supper, prayer meetings and revival, after meetings, you have many after meetings nowadays. They were a thing that we were quite accustomed to, weren't we, in our earlier days. Those of us, like my young friend here in the second row, same age as myself, who was brought up in Sankey's, as he said. Well, we were accustomed to all these things. And then the third section, or the fourth, is the gospel. The gospel and its message, its invitation, its warning and entreaty, and its response and repentance. Old-fashioned words, you might be saying, and quite rightly so, as old-fashioned as the Bible and as up-to-date as the Bible in the power of the Holy Spirit of God. Isn't it time that some of these words were being revived today and we thought a little more about conversion and about being born again and about God's salvation and about the great things not only of time which is so emphasized in its social aspect today, but also of eternity, 
for this old book speaks a lot about heaven. It speaks a lot, too, about hell. It speaks about the day to come. It asks questions. It probes the conscience. Maybe it's not so popular in all its parts as it might be. For instance, as it asks this kind of question, where will you spend eternity? And things like that. And are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? And uh, life at best is very brief, like the falling of a leaf, like the binding of a sheaf. So be in time. God has used many of these old hymns to the blessing and salvation of many people throughout the country. I'm thinking today about a man in Ayrshire. When I preached there the gospel some years ago, this dear man came along to listen to the message. And as he listened, he listened to that kind of hymn, Be in time, be in time, be in time. And you know, when he went to his work in the mill, he was constantly hearing these words from God. You'd better be in time, be in time. When he went to the pub, likewise, every glass seemed to say to him, but be in time. When he looked at the clock, similarly, be in time, be in time. Until at last, he yielded to the claims of Christ and was born again, was converted to God, became a Christian, and then lived to serve him and saw his children and his grandchildren also brought to the Savior. That's the kind of thing that can happen. When we concentrate on the truths that are contained in a book like this, but not only does it come down to the gospel, it goes on to the Christian life and tells how it ought to be lived. Christian fellowship, divine guidance and protection, desires after holiness, consecration, love, joy, and peace. And here's one that might appeal to some of you tonight. Comfort in sorrow. Comfort in sorrow. There are many people who need a word of comfort even on such an occasion as this. There are those who have passed through the mill. There are those who have passed through the valley of the shadow. And they need that word of comfort from the Lord. Well, here it is. You look to Jesus. Look only to Jesus. Be sure you trust him. He's the friend who sticks closer than a brother. He's the one of whom we have just... I quoted to her... Uh, part of this little hymn, how she responded to it, how she loves the Savior, how she loves him and longs to go to be with him in due course when he comes or when he calls. These words are a blessing to so many of God's people, and they can be a blessing to you and to your heart tonight. They certainly can. And so we go on to the next section, the life to come. Aspirations after heaven, heaven anticipated, the redeemed in heaven, death and resurrection. And then it goes on to missions, Christian missions, and sending out the gospel to those in this and other lands who need to know the way of salvation. We have missionaries from the Victoria Hall. You'll pardon my mentioning this, but we have missionaries from Victoria Hall who, who work in Africa, and they work in Tanzania. And the thing that appeals to me often about them is this, that they've got a box number, uh, a box number by post, you know, and the box number is 1079. And that always reminds me of the hymn that's in this book, 1079, and it says, We have heard the joyful sound, Jesus saves. It's good to be reminded of people as you read the old hymns and as you sing the old hymns. Maybe here tonight, many of you, as you've been singing so heartily, you've been thinking back thinking back to that godly parent, 
thinking back to that grandma, thinking back to those friends in your early days, those Sunday school teachers, those Bible class leaders who sat by your side and explained to you about God's Word and how that God loved you and that Christ died to save you and that He longs to keep you and to look after you right until He comes again to take you home. All these things have been coming back to your mind tonight. We have to get back to that, haven't we? Oh yes, we have to get back to that for the Bible says, except ye be converted and become as little children. You shall in no wise enter into the kingdom of heaven. We've got to unlearn a lot, haven't we? A lot. So let's get back tonight to these old statements and enjoy them and really take them to our hearts. And remember, they are real messages from God to our souls. There's only one hymn in this book that's in the Braid Scots, and even it brings before us the message of salvation, you know. I'm rather fond of it, though it's rather difficult to sing. I won't be trying that. But this is what it says, I'm far from a hame, and I'm weary often whiles, for the langed for him bring in and my feathers welcome smiles, and I'll ne'er be full content until my ain do see the golden gates of heaven and my ain country. The earth is decked with flowers, money tinted, fresh and gay, the birdies warble blithely, for my feather made them say, but these sexts and these soons will as nothing be to me, when I hear the angels singing in my ain country. I've his good word of promise that some gladsome day the king to his ain royal palace his banished hame will bring. We e'en and we hear when an hour we shall see the king in his beauty in our ain country. My sins have been money and my sorrows have been sair. But there they'll never vex me nor be remembered mere. For his blood hath made me white, and his hand will dry my ee when he brings me home at last to my ain country. And the last verse issues this little prayer. He is faithful that hath promised, and he'll surely come again. He'll keep his tryst with me at what hour I dinna ken. But he bids me still to wait, and ready I to be to gang at any moment to my ain country. Say, I'm watching, I am singing. O my hame, as I wait, for the soon and always fought for, this side the golden gate, God gie his grace to Elkain, for lessons new to me, that we are me gang in gladness to our own country. You know you can go to that country by trusting the same Savior who said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. He is the only way home to heaven. There's a way back to God from the dark paths of sin and a door that is open where you may go in at Calvary's cross is where you begin when you come, when you come as a sinner to Jesus. There's only one name through which you can have this salvation that we're singing about so frequently in these old-fashioned hymns. There is no salvation in any other, says the Scripture. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Old words, true words, spoken by Peter so long ago. Don't put your trust in Peter. Don't put your trust in anybody else, but put your trust in Jesus. Put your trust in the one of whom he spoke and the one of whom we are speaking now. We are not the way of salvation. 
No company of God's people is. No person is the way of salvation. Only one, and that one is the Lord Jesus. It's the way of the cross that leads home. A while ago I was in Ireland, and there near Portrush, I saw a rope bridge. It was 90 feet above the water and quite terrifying. I wondered if I would cross it. I was there with a friend. We went down to look at it, decided, well, we'll have a go. And my friend went first and went over to the other side. Encouraged by his boldness, I went on and went over. And I got to the other side too, by the only way across that chasm. The only way. And it's a lesson to me, and it's a lesson to you. There is a way. There is one way. That way is Jesus Christ. You must step on and step over. Knowing a friend who's on the way will not save you. Having a parent who's on the way will not save you. Having a brother or a sister or a child in the family who's on the way will not save you for yourself. Each man for himself. For yourself you must step on. Step over and he'll see that you get to the other side in safety. May God bless his word. And as we continue the program, we trust he'll continue to speak to our hearts in the way that he only can. Amen. Thank you, Robert. You know, he's told us that there is only one way. Our next hymn <clears throat> has a message in the way 379. 379. Have you been to Jesus for the cleansing power? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you fully trusting in his grace this hour? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? 379.
good to be able to sing these words. We're going to try 411. 411. <clears throat> I have a message from the Lord. Hallelujah. This message unto you all give. Tis recorded in his word. Hallelujah. It is only that you look and live. Look to Jesus now and live. 411. It was noticeable in that hymn that it's look and live to Jesus, not to anyone else, but to the Lord Jesus, the only one who died on the cross. Robert's verse was, I am the way, the truth, and the life are part of it. We're going to sing 472. 472. The verse is, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father. But by me, like wandering sheep or mountain cold, since all have gone astray. 472.
good to be up here and listen to that singing. It's really good. But you know, I think it's two years ago where our brother Billy was here, and he said it's a pleasure to have two bells with us tonight. Well, it's a pleasure just to have one bell tonight. We've got Mrs. Isabel Hill, and she's now going to come, and she's going to sing for us. Come here, Isabel. There is singing up in heaven Such as we have never known Where the angels sing the praises Of the Lamb upon the throne Their sweet harps are ever singing And their voices always clear Dark Calvary, <clears throat> free 
Thank you very much, Isabel. That was lovely. You know, we've sung about Jesus, our Redeemer. We've sung about Jesus waiting to save. Our last section is hope of the redeemed. That is those who are waiting for the Lord Jesus to come back again. We're going to sing 949. 949. When all my labors and trials are over, and I am safe on that beautiful shore, just to be near the dear Lord I adore, will through the ages be glory for me. 949.
that was good. You know, we've come to the point where we're just about the end. But we've got a good brother, Alf Corner, and he's going to come up now, and he's going to give thanks for the tea and close in prayer. Come away, Alf. Well, it's been a real inspiration to sit there and to watch the company. I'm certain of this. This is just a little foretest of what like is going to be when we get to heaven and home. We've had brethren and sisters from different fellowships here tonight, and we are delighted to see you all. The Salvation Army from different parts of the city, and it's grand. One day we'll be all together. I remember at my golden wedding, my brother Jim, he had a great sense of humor, you know. And uh, that week I don't often dream, but I had a terrible dream. Just a couple of nights before the celebration. And I dreamt I was in heaven. And you know, I was looking around, I couldn't see any of the family. And my brother showed you that, are you sure you was in heaven or <laughs> Well, I think it would be wonderful. I've often wondered, I don't know, but I often wonder if those who have gone before are able to look down and see what's going on. It was dear John Strachan that started this work. He's in better company with the Lord. And you know, John did well, and Gordon and he, these meetings have been carried on. But Gordon said to me, not only to say the grace, but he said, give a vote of thanks. And I think it's a good thing to do that. My old dad used to tell a story about going with Mr. Salter to Farmer. He dropped Mr. Salter at Farmer, and he went on to a broad. And then he came back and he picked up Mr. Salter. And you know, they both had been speaking in the morning and the afternoon and in the evening. But Mr. Salter was rather quiet as they were journeying back to Aberdeen. And my father said, that's Bill Salter's grandfather I'm speaking about. My father said to him, you a good time. Oh, he says, he says, I wasn't a one of them said if they enjoyed it or not. And he says, I was trying to draw them. And he says, there was an old lady at the door. I was shaking hands. And I said, we've had a grand day, haven't we? Oh, I bet she said, look, it was going to be a rain for a while in afternoon. <laughs> well, <laughs> it has to be... It hasn't been very bright today, but we've had the sunshine here today, haven't we? Eh? We've had the sunshine. Now, who better could we get than dear brother John to lead the praise? He's done a great job tonight. We've got him and Alistair. They're great experts at leading us singing. What a difference it makes, isn't it, Alec? We're proud of our young men. And I'm going to say more about this. When John gets to heaven, you'll get a crown all right. He comes here on Sunday morning, he opens the door, he spreads the table. And the young men have been painting up the place. I didn't know the girls were involved in that. <laughs> Isn't it amazing to see what they've, what they've done? And you know, we have a wonderful assembly, fellowship in Toria. 
that we all pulled together, we all prayed for each other. That's the secret of it, prayer. We pulled together. It's a wonderful fellowship. And you know, we've some great members. I could mention a few, but maybe about them. But dear Willie Wood, 91, he said to me, oh, I'm not looking for the undertaker, it's the undertaker. <laughs> conference speaker <laughs> and on Sunday she gave him beefsteak pie and then on Monday she brought up the pie again and he looked at her and he says what's this resurrection pie <laughs> well we'll never get anything served up a second time from Robert he's always fresh and we've enjoyed your message I didn't know that he had such a grasp of broad Scott she was good great thank you Robert for that lovely message now you know, I should have said that we've, we trained them up, you know. John's son, Mark, he was leading. He's, he's coming on too. And Alistair's a great chap. And then we've got the ladies who sang to us. Now, we are very proud of these girls. There's Claire and there's Ruth and there's Alison and Sharon. Four lovely girls, aren't they? They were nice to look at, not only to listen to, isn't that right? There was a chap said the other Sunday morning, he gave a lovely word, and he was telling the young ladies to get, rear up their family in the ways that they should go. And after the meeting, Mrs. Cato and I were speaking to them, and I said, I bet we'll have to pray that they get good husbands, but there's plenty of time. I was 29 when I got married, and my wife was 25, I think, when she proposed to me. <laughs> we don't want to lose you yet. Thank you. As I said, they're pleasant to look at. Can I tell you a story that my dad used to tell at weddings? He said there was a chap got married, and he married a girl, she wasn't blessed like the ladies, like Mrs. Hill and these four young ladies. They were all so nice to look at, weren't they? But she wasn't very beautiful. And they went away that honeymoon, and the first morning as the light came in, he looked, and he saw, and you know what he said? Oh, Muggy Sing Sing. <laughs> well, well. <laughs> so, 
They're all lovely girls and lovely voices. Well, there's Gordon. He's the secretary of this assembly. He does a grand job. The last chap was getting past it. And Gordon's very capable. He couldn't do the job better. And Jimmy, my nephew, this is his spiritual home. He was real here. He was out at this side. He does a good job there. But I thought it was very, and I, maybe Jimmy will be a bit annoyed if I tell you something. <laughs> the other day he took out his checkbook, and I said, oh, he's going to... And he was writing out a check, and he said, look, Uncle Alf, will you give this to the treasurer? It's for the repairs. I thought it was lovely. And Jimmy, we appreciated that. And quite a, it's amazing how the Lord has met our every need. The money's paid for. God meets our every need. And we thank you, Jimmy, for coming along and helping us. And uh, I think that's most of the, the names, but the sisters, of course, have made the tea, and we appreciate that too. And again, I want to thank the young men and the sisters for the way that they've done this. And I think it's good to give thanks to God. The psalmist says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall be continually in my mouth. I was thinking tonight about dear Mr. Robert Stephen. As I looked over this company and saw quite a number from Peterhead. He was one of the most saintly men that I ever talked with. What a man of God he was. I think Mr. McLaughlin, I see him here, he would bear me out. He was in the Woodside Assembly. And I used to take him different places, preaching the gospel on a Sunday we went off, and it was really a, a joy to have him. He had a great sense of humor. And one day he was speaking about a certain man, and he says, oh, he's all right, but... You know, he says he's always complaining. We should thank God and praise God, even in our tribulations. And he says, you know, he says, somebody said when he gets his crown, <laughs> when he gets to heaven, he'll say, ah, oh, well, this doesn't affect very well. Well, I'm sure there'll be a lot of crowns given when we get to heaven. When we see the Lord. What? And as Isabel sang tonight that lovely hymn, the angels, they'll sing. And they'll sing, worthy, worthy is the Lamb. He must have the preeminence. <coughs> we'll see him soon, and he's coming soon. We don't realize that, you know. He's coming very soon. One more story, and I'm finished. <laughs> a man said to me when I was in Jerusalem, he was a lecturer, he used Bible prophecy. I said to him two years ago, you think the Lord's going to be wrong when he comes? And he said, well, Alfred, in Russia and Poland, and he named all these countries that were taken over by the communists, the Lord will come, and they're going back by the millions. They're queuing up to get back. One of the great signs that the Master's coming. Things are getting worse and worse. You'll hardly see it. My son-in-law was in holiday with him. And, you know, he says, I'm frightened to leave my car in the street. His son-in-law, he got a car pinched. He was at a Bible reading just now. He's never seen it. The things that are going on, I saw there was even a, 
a steam roller pinched. Ah, we'll steal anything. Terrible day is the Lord's coming. We'll all be together. I'm going to give thanks to God for his goodness to us in this lovely evening. And you'll stay for your tea. And again, I thank you, Gordon, for all you've done. And Mary, too. We miss uh, Ella. She helped with the choir. And when she sang with Mrs. McLean two, two or three years ago, Mr. McLean said, we're going to have two not-so-young singing together. Well, Jeff, he's done work well with this job. He's away. And Willie Smith's away in Inverness. We miss Willie. And there's one man I would like to mention. Dear Andrew Masson and Peggy. We miss them. He's getting frail. But I said to Amanda, the prospects are bright. What a hope we have, haven't we? If we hadn't a hope, what would it be, eh? We're going to see the Lord very soon. That's wonderful. Aye, we're going to see him soon now. Shall we bow in prayer? <laughs> Our Heavenly Father, we come to thee at the close of this wonderful evening that we have had together. A time of fellowship. What better occupation could we have than singing the praises of thy lovely Son? We love him, and one day very, very soon we're going to see him. We know that he's come, he said, let not your heart be troubled. And there's plenty of trouble in the world, but we rejoice to know that one day very, very soon he's coming to take us home. And we thank thee for the glorious hope. We ask thee to accept our thanks for the temporal things. And we pray, Heavenly Father, that thou will take each of us safely home. Those who have come a distance, we thank thee for them. And we pray that thou will give them journeying mercies. And we pray that thou wilt still bless our fellowship together. And we give thee thanks again for this wonderful time of fellowship. In his ever precious and peerless name. Amen. Have to go downstairs, John. Yes. You better tell him. You're in safe. You know, it just proves that Christians aren't long faces. When you've got a brother Alf along here... <laughs> We've certainly always got something to smile about. We've got one hymn to sing, 172. This is a special hymn to me. I had never heard it until one evening. I was in John Strachan's house, and the lad we've been speaking a lot of tonight. And he said, John, do you know this one? I said, no, I don't know this one. And he started to sing it to us. And it's always been special to me since, so I was glad tonight that we are going to sing it. 172. But